Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. The painting is coming along very nicely. Yes. For those of you who are following along at home, uh, about three weeks ago, Dana got me one of the greatest Christmas gifts of all time. And it was a picture that Sam and Dana and I had taken about a year ago at my home where we're all <laughs> wearing booties. As It was kind of an inside joke about wearing shoes in my house. And Dana got me this gift uh, for Christmas, and it's a paint-by-numbers painting of that very picture. And no fewer, by the way, I, 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 I'm gushing over you. Uh, this was the greatest gift of all time. And, and here's why I'm, I'm going to tell you why. No fewer than 12 people have had their hand on that painting. I love it. No fewer. In fact, even Maya came home this weekend, uh, sweet baby Maya. Yep. And her boyfriend was over at the house, and we were hanging out. And I'm like, Eli, you want you want you want a paint? You want, you want a day in court? <laughs> and uh, he goes, I think I will have a day in court. Don't mess it up, kid. And uh, he did. He was like, he's painting. He's like, I'm so nervous. Don't, don't mess it I, up. I go, I go, stay in the lines. I go, you, you get out of the lines. Yep. Hands come off. Hands come off. And so we have had no fewer uh, than 12 people. My mother's I love it. painted it. Uh, the Meads across the street have all gotten in on it. Uh, all of the kids. Uh, when do you think you'll be done? Dana, <laughs> dare, I, dare I be so bold? End of the week. Think end of the week. Good for you. End that of the week. The picture you sent yesterday I thought was complete until I zoomed in yeah, on my own zo- face yeah, and realized you, that it's yeah, not we done st- yet. We've still got some work to do. Um, a lot of the big stuff has been taken care of. Yeah. Now we've just got to get in there. and Little get, tiny get, details, get baby. Little, little, little tiny 22 and the 24 next to it. I can't wait to see um, it. We're super excited. Here's the question. Mm-hmm. What do we do with it? So the one that I painted of my father on the golf course down south, one of my favorite paintings, it's got this crazy orange sunset behind him, and there's a pond, and he's chipping up to the flag. I took it to Pedro Friday to have it framed. Okay, Pedro downtown. Yeah, I'm framing it on okay. uh, Johnson Drive uh, because I just love it. I want it in my house. And, and here's what's funny. I started out, I was going to paint it for my dad. And then I loved it so much, I thought, nope, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> so <laughs> I put like 30 hours I, so into that he, thing. He, here's the thing that, that's really screwed me is I, I want to keep this painting, A, because so many people in my family and so many people that I care about have had a hand on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I'm thinking like maybe have everybody sign the back, frame it, yep. and put it down in the basement. 
or something like that. And then I've had people tell me, you guys need to auction this off for charity. And that is really stuck in the back of my mind. Sure. Or paint another one and auction the other one off for charity. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I want, because your mom had a hand in helping you with that. I kind of want so you to. So the kids. Yeah. The neighbors. Maybe do a smaller one down the road and we can auction that off for something. But okay. I love it. I, think, I, want, I, I want you to keep I, that in I, your I house. I think I'm going to keep it. Because there's so many hours of fun around that kitchen table that everybody put into that. And we'll get it framed, put it yep. down in the basement. Yeah. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people not painting or doing much else for the next couple of weeks. I just got a crazy text um, from our friends over at HCA. And you know there was some grumbling about them canceling school this morning. And we saw a lot of wrecks, a lot of wrecks this morning because oh, it no, was I have just no, I have, slick as snot. Who was complaining that they had canceled school? Well, I think it was like, what do you mean it's not snowing? And the kids have just been out and out. And the kids have just been out for weeks. But it weeks. was so slick. They also didn't cancel until like 536 yeah. in the morning. But it was so slick outside. Oh, I agree. So I get it. And, and, and if you were one of the ones like, wait, they're not going back to school again, just listen to the text that I just got. Okay? Okay. It says, Dana, I don't know if you're covering any of the crazy weather again, as I have not been able to listen today, but HCA broke a record huh. today for 200 emergency room and then little satellite care now visits just from Sunday night through today. All because of the ice. And she says, this does not account for any car accidents. Those are counted separately. Wow. The 200 number is just slips and falls. Just people falling down on the ice. We are seeing primarily back injuries, huh. broken ankles, broken wrists as people brace themselves to try to stop the fall, right. concussions, and fractured hips. Wow. Now, you said this morning when you tried to walk out of your house you basically slid like Frankenstein all the way down. And Sam, you did too. So I, w I went to drop something off at Heather's house across the street. I get back. I, I walk down the very small um, sidewalk to their driveway. Yeah. I put both feet on the driveway and I never lifted a foot. You just slid all the way down. Slid all the way down to the street. Because it was glazed. I mean, I think everything this morning was glazed. I slid all the way down to the street. <laughs> well, and I went to the grocery store and tried to back into a parking spot. And when I went to put it in reverse to back into the parking spot, my truck started sliding sideways. It did was you, icy. Did you see the video of the fire truck? Oh, yeah. Doing the 360. Yes. 360. Now, where was that? Because that's crazy. They said it was in Missouri. I thought it was in the metro, but I've also heard St. Louis I've heard people area. say St. Louis, yeah. I, I'm not sure. St. Um, Louis got it worse than we did. I know that. Keep in mind, the, the, the 200 number is just HCA, okay? So St. Luke's says just today they have treated 57 fall injuries at the hospital. St. Luke's Hospital. Wow. 57 fall injuries. University Health, was that the old Truman? Uh, yes. says it's got 12, and I've got a text out to KU. And the majority of these injuries are orthopedic. Oh, oh they're all going to be orthopedic. Oh. Somebody just wrote in, I, I fell this morning. I think I tore my rotator cuff. I bet you did. I bet we, you we, did. We, we, we've had ice and we've had glaze before. 
But why breaking records now with the number of of shattered wrists and and God, that's painful because recovery. It, you're it, gonna have to have because it was a Monday. It was overnight, and people went to work. Yeah, yeah. And people didn't know. I mean, these people are gonna need like like occupational therapy and stuff. You don't ever want to break both wrists. I'm just saying, not to get into the dirty details of what that entails, but you do not want to break both wrists. You're gonna need some help. Both wrists at the same time. Yes. Because I've I've broken my right wrist. No. That you would still then but have. I still had my motion left wrist. with your left to do all of the things in life we all need to do. What 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 does one need to do? Well, just basic bodily functions. I I mean I I knew someone once that got into a motorcycle wreck, and he had to have both arms extended out like in in casts that were like then somehow attached to his hip. When that happens, you can't do anything. No, I am not talking about that. Oh, I'm. Oh, we thought you were. No, like bathroom things, Scott. Well, th- that's what you do in the bathroom. Gross! No, you do not! What is wrong with you? Oh, you're talking about that. Only a man, when a woman says bathroom things, thinks they're talking about that. Nine- no one else in the world thinks that. 913-586-7- Get up a day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right, Sam. All right. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Story here from People Magazine. The man who pleaded guilty to stealing the ruby slippers that Judy Garland wore in The Wizard of Oz has revealed his motive behind the theft. On Sunday, the Associated Press reported that Terry John Martin stole the slippers from Minnesota's Judy Garland Museum in 2005 after an unidentified former mob associate encouraged him to commit one last score. Oh, please. You don't blame a mob guy? One last score. Martin, who is now 76 years old, was indicted by the U.S. uh, Department of Justice in Minnesota Charged with theft of major artwork, Martin, whom the AP identified as an aging reformed mobster, how does does one become a how does one become a reformed mobster? Well, first you're a mobster and then you age. Got it. And then you reform. And then you reform. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pleaded guilty to the charge in October. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 It's a three-step process. Also, didn't he steal it like 30 years ago or something? Crazy? Yes. 20 years, 20 years ago, yeah. So how aging were you 20 years ago? He was, uh, 20 years ago, he was in his 50s, Sam. Oh, okay. Right. I, 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 too, am in my 50s. I wouldn't say that's aging. Wouldn't, but... wouldn't consider myself aging. I consider myself seasoned. Did you see over the weekend, is Sopranos coming back on one of the streaming services? They're going to, like, re-release it so you can... They're not remaking it. No, 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 no. It was like watch from the very beginning one of the best shows of all time that if you missed, I don't know where you were in the well, you, you, early 2000s. Maybe you but, weren't born. Uh, and will it still be as good, relevant? Uh, will it age well? Oof. I don't know, Scott. I don't know. It's been it's been so many years since I've seen I, I'm it. I'm not seeing anything about them coming back on stream. No. Hmm. Well, it's been available on HBO now Max and Hulu for a while now. Yeah, it's Max. 
because I remember over the weekend I saw a commercial for it. I thought, they are bringing that back? What ages well and what doesn't? Uh, January 10th, 2024, Rolling Stone posted how to watch the entire series on Max. Um, well, I, I think a lot of the jokes in Friends did not age well. But yet Friends is one of the most watched in syndication shows on TV. Why? Mm. Seinfeld is not. For whatever reason, and, I know. and they've done studies on this, uh, the, the younger kids, like my, yeah. my kids, your they, kids. The Friends is funny and don't understand why Seinfeld was so the best show of all time. Sarah and Maya love Friends. They can't get enough of Friends. I still find Friends funny. I still watch it at night when I go to bed. Seinfeld does not do it for the younger generation. They don't like it. Isn't they, it weird? Yeah. And and I I would make the argument when when we were younger, when you and I were kids, which is to say in our 20s, Seinfeld, tell me if you disagree with this, Seinfeld was the comedy for the more astute, educated. Yeah. And Friends was like the dumb little brother. You're right. Yeah. And now... The new, the young kids won't even touch Seinfeld. It's dumb. It's boring. It's lonely. It's who cares? And Friends is funny. It's cute, even with all of its horribly anti-gay jokes. And Friends has a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of gay jokes in Friends. Uh, Sopranos gets like a ninety-six percent rating everywhere you look. How many seasons were there? I don't even remember. There were ten. No, there were six. There were six. Um, I think it will translate today. I really do. I mean, some of the decor is going to be outdated, and maybe some of the references will be outdated, but really at the heart of it is this flawed character that you're sort of rooting for, even though he murders people. By the way, I was, I was floating through uh, YouTube TV the other night, and I don't remember what channel I found it on, but I watched it. And I still laughed, and I thought it was funny. The Cosby Show. Oh, oh, yep. oh, I, oh! No, no, Dana, Dana. I was going through YouTube TV, and I saw The Cosby Show, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. Oh, because when I was a kid, The Cosby Show was so funny to me, and I watched it. All right. And and you know what I can do? I can forgive the artist as long as they have the art. Oh, see, I can't, I can't. And, and I watched it, and I laughed, and it was it was just like I was 17 years old again. So I'm a couple of months late to this party, and I don't want to call it a party, but on the way home from St. Louis, you know, I'm always looking like, what what is a podcast we can listen to all the way home, like a good Keith Morrison dateline, like what, what about Pam, right. all of those. And so you remember Serial, which was S-Town, and I think they also did the Adnan Syed series. Serial's one of the best out there. You can just basically listen to any of them under the serial umbrella and they're all absolutely incredible. And I was telling Sam this in the Is this serial with a C or with an S? With an S. Okay. I came across one that is several months old. The next time you are on a road trip or you are on an airplane, it is a run do not walk that I cannot get out of my head and it is called The Retrievals. The Retrievals. And 
Vulture magazine has an article about the retrievals uh, that was done in conjunction with not only the, the journalists over at Serial, but also the New York Times. And the article is simply called The Retrievals is a Nightmare. And there are five or six episodes we could not get out of the car. And it really? is, it is it could not get out of the car. Is this your run, do not it walk? It is. Oh, my God. Or, or it is you, horrible. Do you, do you have a video that's a run, do not nope, walk? Nope. This is a podcast that I'm telling you, you will binge A to Z in one sitting. And it is a case that actually happened. And what's it called? The Retrievals? Involving Yale. Yep. About women who go in for fertility treatments. Egg retrieval where they take a 13-inch needle and you are in a very vulnerable place, not only physically but emotionally. If you are, for whatever reason, you're there because you were not able to have children naturally. And it talks about something that just goes horrifyingly, preventably wrong at this clinic where all of these women are going to try to have a baby. And it is, Scott, I'm going to use the word jaw-dropping. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's about forgiveness. It's about punishment. It's about addiction. Regret. Uh-huh. Um, they they talked to many of the women who were victimized in this space while the retrievals were going on. It, it's really, at the end of the day, about excruciating pain. And if you were put through the most excruciating physical pain you can imagine... What would you want to happen to that person? <laughs> oh, Scott. Pain. Right? <laughs> Most people would say, well, I want that to happen to them. Yeah. And then you start thinking, okay, like, I, I, I'm telling you, I can't get it out of my head. It's called the retrievals. Don't Google the case. It made a whole lot of headlines at the time. Um, there's still a civil lawsuit going on. Huh. But extreme pain. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Sam Stevie the Third, Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A story here from the New York Post. It would have been a magical moment had it not gone so horribly wrong. The Bills' offensive failings in the fourth quarter of their 27-24 loss to the Chiefs yesterday were punctuated with a failed fake punt that nearly put their season on ice. 
the Bills' offense was rolling through the first three quarters and got the ball back early in the fourth after Kansas City had just scored a touchdown to retake the lead. Uh, the Bills faced a fourth and five from their own 30-yard line, lined up for a punt, but the snap instead went to DeMar Hamlin. Remember that name? Yeah. DeMar Hamlin, who was stuffed for two yards on the fa- uh, failed fake. Uh, quoting here from Bills coach uh, Sean McDermott, just like we were having a hard time stopping them, and they were up three at the time, I believe it was, and I wanted to be aggressive. You only get one chance, and so I wanted to be aggressive. Obviously, it didn't work out, but it's the the decision I made, and I have to live with it. If the fake punt worked out, teams would do it all the time. And I think it's been um, successful for us one time in the last season, hadn't it, Sam? Uh, it was a Pat McAfee special on the Indianapolis Colts. Right, but it's like, okay, if it worked okay. that well, people would do it all the time. Okay, Bleacher Report just put out eight things of what life was like the last time the Detroit Lions made it to the NFC Championship. Oh, wait on me. The iPod didn't exist yet. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is, these are the th- things that existed the last time the Detroit Lions yeah. went to the yeah. NFC or Championship? Or did not, 1991. Okay. What life was like in 91. The okay. iPod didn't exist yet. Text messaging wasn't even invented yet. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, Jared Goff and a bunch of other amazing players on the Detroit Lions weren't even born yet. Uh, wow. Amazon, Google, MySpace, and Facebook weren't even thoughts <laughs> yet. Xbox and PlayStation didn't exist. BlackBerry was still eight years away from being debuted. Uh, and four of the great, or three of the greatest NBA players of all time right now, uh, Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic were all not born yet. And Dan Campbell was in high school. Their coach. Okay. Dan Campbell was in high school. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, the one thing that upsets me about the game and the aftermath of the game, not just the snow that they were flinging at our coach as he was trying to give his gloves to a Chiefs fan uh, that was a child in the front row, is that I read somewhere Tyler Bass, the Bills kicker, had to shut down his um, social media today. Really? Because people are so awful Oh, when bad. the the kicker misses and nobody feels worse than the kicker. Uh, but this is from Nick Wright on Twitter. Bills fans do not blame Tyler Bass. Deep down, you know, even if he made it, Mahomes was just going to rip your heart out in even more excruciating fashion later. Which I thought was funny. If he'd made the kick, keep in mind, it only tied the game. It did not secure the game for the Bills. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if uh, John Grayson will call in. Oh, don't bother him today. No, I feel too bad. I do. I feel I am, bad. I am not going to rub it in. I'm going to try to get the perspective of a Bills fan. You don't need a long suffering of the Bills fans because you know what? We're moving on. This train is keeping on going down the tracks. Well, I know, but they're stuck back at the station. Well, I understand, but don't you sometimes uh, turn around and help the next guy back up? You could say, send him a text that we thought about you today, and we are sorry. And I know it must be a rough day because that is his long time team. Don't call him and rub it in. I don't have to. He's going to call us. <laughs> you think he's listening? Yes. Call in. <laughs> Leave him alone. He'll be calling here shortly. <laughs> we'll visit with John Grayson. Find out what Poor it must John. be like. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I go, call the show. He goes, okay. Go, call mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Silly. Anyway. Um, I, I feel bad, and I don't feel bad. I pray to God 
if the Chiefs cannot win the Super Bowl this year, everyone wants Detroit to win. I, I want Detroit to win so badly it hurts. Sure. I and and I love the um, what's the guy from San Francisco, the quarterback? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. I love his story. He's he's a he's a Cinderella story. Yeah, wasn't he like the third string guy? Not only was he third, he was Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, he was the last guy picked in the draft three years ago. I'm excited for all of those teams until we play those teams, and then I'm not. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes like pump up exclamation point um, uh, rally cry in the locker room after the game is so phenomenal. Go find it online. We cannot play it. There's an f bomb in it, but it's so good. It's so good. He used bad language. Oh, it will pump you up. What does he say? He's just, you know, keep going and proud of you. And we did hear what we came to blank and do. And, and then you see, then you see a, a hunt right behind him in the background. And someone just posted this on Twitter. He looks like a five-year-old who just saw Santa for real at the first time. <laughs> and he really does. Uh, Jason Kelsey could potentially be heading towards retirement. But right now he appears to be focused on having the time of his life. The seven-time Pro Bowl center was in attendance in Buffalo on Sunday in support of his younger brother, Travis Kelsey. Though the Chiefs were able to down the Buffalo Bills 27-24 to on the road, reached their sixth straight AFC championship game. It was the elder Kelsey, Jason, that arguably stole the show on TV <laughs> despite the attendance of music superstar Taylor Swift. Tra- Travis caught a touchdown pass from uh, Patrick Mahomes to put Kansas City ahead in the second quarter, give the duo the record for the most postseason touchdown connections between a QB and a tight end, prompting wild celebrations from Jason. The 36-year-old was seen on the broadcast in a suite, screaming, shirtless, drink firmly in hand, with the Chiefs describing him on social media as their number one hype guy. Kelsey was then caught on video leaping out of the box, to greet Bills fans before taking a swig of his drink and vaulting back into the suite. That was a big swig. A swig? He catapulted himself out through the window down. Almost slipped. Yeah, almost slipped. Hung out with the fans for a while, and then somehow, like a mountain climber, got back up in through the window. It was very funny. It was very, very funny. Uh, So he's having trouble calling in, so I'm just going to call him. I don't think he's having trouble calling in. I think he doesn't want to face <laughs> the music. I think he's in hell. Of what happened last night. You need to get the number right. What's the number? <laughs> I've called it a thousand times. It used to be five seven six seven seven nine eight, and then they changed it. Hey. Hi, John. I told him not to bother you. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Are you on suicide watch? No. How are you really? I felt so bad for you last night, but it's weird because I wanted us to win. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I wanted the Bills to win, so, you know, what are you going to do? But, uh, no, it's it, it, it was not a fun night. It's been a much better day. Do you remember where you were the last time the Bills went to the AFC Championship game? Um... You when were, was the last time the Bills went to the AFC Championship game? <laughs> 1995. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So I would have been still in Tampa at that point. But you know, the, the one reference that everybody's making right now is the wide right thing. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this. The original wide right in Super Bowl 25, 
I was standing underneath the goalpost when that happened. Okay, Chris was trying to explain this to me last night about wide right and the history of wide right and in, in the Bills mafia folklore. And I looked at him and I said, I was 17 years old in high school. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, it was Super Bowl 25. Uh, the Bills were playing the Giants. We were down 20 to 19 with about a minute and a half left on the clock. And one timeout drove all the way down the field. Um, there was one play where... Everson Walls, who was a defensive back for the uh, for the Giants at that point, made a tackle on Thurman Thomas that saved a touchdown. So we had a try for a field goal from 47 yards out. Scott Norwood hit it. Uh, it had plenty of distance, and it went wide right by about a foot. Well, we are sorry for the wide rightness, but also, John, I heard that <laughs> your poor kicker had to get off social media because people are being mean to him, and you know I don't like that either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tyler Bass. And uh, I mean, he's he's a nice kid. And uh, I mean, it's a terrible thing to have happen. But I mean, field goal kickers miss sometimes. It's part of the game. So, uh, you know, the, the funny thing about it is that uh, now everybody is going after Josh Allen, too. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, the guy played a whale of a game last night and, you know, did everything right, right up until the two minute warning hit. And then a couple of incomplete passes later, and the rest is history. And, John, there's that meme going around of that guy with his head in his hands, uh, Buffalo Bills oh, yeah. fan, obviously. Yep. And right. and everybody wants to make fun of him, um, but my heart breaks for the poor guy. Well, yeah. I, I mean, and the fact of the matter is we're used to this, right? I mean, we have had nothing but this since 1965. And I mean, as many years as the bills were two and 12 back when I was a kid, cause it was a 14 game season at that point. And I mean, they were terrible. All they had was OJ Simpson. And well, you know, we, we know how that ended up too. Um, but yeah, I mean, losing four Super Bowls in a row, getting close and never being able to get over the hump. And now not being able to get past Kansas city in the playoffs. It's been three out of the last four years. Well, we're sorry, John, but I know now that you can appropriately um, root for our chiefs and that makes me happy. Oh yeah. I said this morning on the show, uh, my, my thing right now is, you know, the chiefs won this game. They had better go win it all. Because, <laughs> because if, if we had to go through this and the chiefs don't make it and don't win the super bowl, that would be a real loss. Yeah. Uh, John, so, maybe next year. <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath. Like I said, we're, oh, we're, we're, okay. we're used to this, man. We are so used to this. It never gets any easier. It never hurts any less, but we've been here before. We'll, we'll be here again. Well, that just makes me feel bad for you. <laughs> that was not my intention. You, right. you go have a good night and go Chiefs from here on out, and we will see you back here tomorrow. You got it. Go Chiefs. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Be good. John Grayson from Middays. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. Dana Wright, Scott Park, Sam Stevie III here on KMBZ. Oh, here's a nice story. We had the uh, director of the Kansas City Zoo in the other day. A, a victim of Russia's war in Ukraine is finding a new home in Scotland. Jan Peel, a black bear from Ukraine, has survived an unbearable <clears throat> really? ordeal. Uh, says Adam Welsh, head of the Five Sisters Zoo in Scotland, he's been through a lot. He's been in the middle of a war zone, and he's experienced some really horrible things. Mm. Ukrainian troops seized a bombed-out zoo in the middle of the fighting in 2022. 
rescuing Yampil in the nick of time. He is named after the village in eastern Ukraine where he was saved. Nearly all of the zoo's other 200 animals died from starvation. Oh, God. But this bear survived. Oh. Uh, he was skin and bones when he was taken to Belgium to recuperate. Okay. He was given more than bare necessity. Okay, really? There are stories with which you can be, like, creative and kind of kitschy. That is not one of them. Who's writing this? I don't get it. Uh, Story here from ABC News. Injuries, overtraining, and burnout are contributing to a high dropout rate in youth sports in the United States, according to a new report out today. Uh, The report, released today by the American Academy of Pediatrics, found that 70% of American children Mm -hmm. will drop out of organized youth sports by the age of 13. Wow. They cite burnout, injury, and overtraining. In addition, nearly one in 10 youth athletes in America say they experience burnout, and as many as 35% say they are overtrained. Okay, on the flip side of that, did you see what I thought to be one of the most heartwarming advertisements I have seen in a long time during the break in the action uh, of the Chiefs game last night. And it happened to be an advertisement at the very, very end for Dick's Sporting Goods. But you didn't know that the entire time. Like the whole time it's like, because you know sometimes like there's an ad and it's a feel-good ad, but you don't know what they're advertising. And then at the end it'll just say like Ford trucks, whatever. So at the end it happened to be Dick's Sporting Goods. But the entire ad was about the power of team and the the power of coaches in athletes lives Mm -hmm. and it went over every single sport you can imagine over the years and it showed some of the best coaches in little league in volleyball in swim and talked about the impact that coaches directly have and team directly has on the athlete and there was a girl that they interviewed for the commercial who said I was the kid sitting alone at the lunch counter, mm. and then I joined the team, and it was either softball or volleyball, I'm trying to remember, and she said, those are my people, that is my team. It was one of those, like, hallmark moments where I'm like, this is the greatest dad, it's going to make me cry, Aww. and it didn't even matter who it was for, but I remember the next day at the very end, because Chris was even saying, what do you think this is going to be for? Is like, this the new trend of sporting outlets, I don't though? know. Because Shields has one out right now, too, that has nothing to do with sports. It's just a bunch of heartwarming clips, and then at the end, it's Shields. Shields. <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything that you sell. Well, I know, but most ads don't have anything to do. Well, what does a, I mean, a gecko have to do yeah. with Geico? Oh, I mean, you know fair. what I mean? I mean, I mean, watch any uh, Ozempic or um, Jardians, the, the the little pill with the big story to tell. I mean, okay, now I've got one, and you're going to punch me in the face when I do it. BK. Have it your way. You what rule. is oh that? My is God. the dumbest ad? I hate it. No, once I hear it, can't get it out of your head. I can't stop singing it. All last night, I would look at Chris and just go, "BK," have have it. and he's like, way. "Stop it!" I haven't been to a Burger King in thirty years. Well, you when rule. the Demar Hamlin situation happened last season, uh, and they kept going to commercial break because every time they would cut back, he was still on the field, not moving. Right. On the stream, the first commercial, every single time, they'd be like, we'll be right back. He's still not moving. What's BK, that have, have it your way. way. I'm like, no, stop. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, it's terrible. And now it's in your head again. You're welcome. Ooh, toe the wet sprocket. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you in Lawrence in a couple of hours going to the KU uh, Cincinnati game tonight. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, going to look for Trav and Taylor? <laughs> I am going to look for Trav and Tay. Try to keep your shirt on. I will. Hello. No problem. Uh, on behalf of our producer today, the finest man in these United States, the great Sam Stevie III, my good friend and co-host Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks, and God willing, we're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Have a great night. Be safe, be well, and be good. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.